Hello and welcome to part two of Nerd News this week. Joined with me today is Checo. Just Checo. How are you today? ASA, I'm good. What's up? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Forget this. No, nah, keep going. You time. already committed. <laughs> no, last time. I swear, I promise. I promise. Last time, last time. So how are I you today? To I wanted to mess with you. I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? You know, just a weekend, relaxing, more news, updating everyone. Always bringing some, a smile to my face. Yeah, it's going to be a busy week, but I always like talking about this stuff going on in the game industry. So, what do you have for us today? Well, let's just start with some trailers that I actually wanted to talk to, to you about. Well, I don't know if you, you saw the, we went to the theaters, and there is the... I did Avatar. see, I was there. Yeah, you were there. Thank you. I was there. <laughs> so there was a trailer that I saw there, and I was actually really excited about. And I don't usually get too excited about this one, which was the Avatar of uh, James Cameron. James Cameron, thank you. But yeah, that movie coming out, I believe December was the date. It had a subtitle, month. right? It was like Avatar uh, Way of Water. Way of Waters, yeah. And it just looked, it looked beautiful, honestly. It looked stunning. It's been a ten-year development, so it's good to see some. God damn! You no, know, I know, right? It's good to see something come out of that finally, and it, like I said, it looked really nice. Uh, the story seems like it's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be a little better because I don't know if I told you, but the people who worked on the there was a Terminator show, mm -hmm. and that got a lot of positive reviews and feedbacks. I didn't even uh, know about it until you mentioned it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the writers who worked on that have worked with James Cameron before, and he really liked the show, so he's like, you know what? Help me out with this one, because uh, I guess that's one of the weak points from the first one. You know, the visuals were amazing, and for the, you know, when the when the time it came out, it was, it was top on, of the like, line at else. the moment. Yeah. But I think what a lot of people did criticize it was the story and, like, some of the stuff that happened. Yeah. So to work with some... More experienced writers, and then I mean Jam James Cameron himself—he's a good writer too. But when yeah, but nobody's works, per or perfect. I've noticed that when he works with other, you know, collabs with other great minds, things just always work out way better with him. So I can't wait to see this movie. I'm actually very excited for it, for this one, and I definitely want to check it out in theaters. Do you remember the main characters' names? Jake. What is it? Is, I know it was like Jake. I don't remember the last. last well, it seems Jake. to be focusing around his family. Uh, based off the trailer, there was this one guy or young mm -hmm. adult with like uh, looks like dreads almost. I think that's his son. Based oh, off the wow. trailer, yeah, I think so. Because I mean, they were hugging at the at one yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, like the family mm -hmm. legacy and what it's like to grow up, grow up with a blue dad. <laughs> right. And I don't know, like I said, he, and he's worked in that movie, The Water World, and it's all based. It's like one of the. It has a history for being a very difficult movie. Water to World? Shop. Is it Water World or? Uh, no, I'm I saying like if you're saying if you're gonna compare Water World and Avatar, I don't think that's a, something you want to compare no, to. Saying, no, 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 I'm just saying that like, this. Uh, the, um, he loves working like with like I don't know what it with is water. with water and like yeah 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 and like that's his thing now. By the way, he shoots things like with like this world. It's like he has this fantasy. With this, like, you know, so I can. I'm really excited to see what he wants. To That's bring. cool. And it, I believe it's supposed to be like three movies or like a trilogy. So I heard it was much more than that, which is super ambitious if it's yeah. gonna take them ten years. Per they, movie. Yeah, they've been shooting them kind of at the same time. So 
Hopefully you think initially, yeah. uh, you think initially the kid character for the Jake's kid, like they were gonna start off with him being a baby, but ten years <laughs> passed, so he became just a young adult. Like, still, oh yeah, oh, never mind, he's a teenager now. Yeah. I can see that happening. <laughs> That's funny. And then the third, maybe he's gonna be an old man, and his dad had died, and then he's already starting the next family generation. I mean, likely. But uh, yeah, uh, I I look forward to it too. Even if it wasn't like my cup of tea, Avatar was cool. The original Avatar was cool, but Mm -hmm. it's not one of those. Damn, I want to rewatch it another twenty times kind of movie for me. It was just one I saw it once, very Mm -hmm. aesthetically pleasing. I don't mind never seeing it again. I still want to see this one because even if I don't like the story, which I'm not saying I won't, but even if I don't, Mm -hmm. visually it does look very pretty. Like they know how to make some very interesting looking landscapes using CGI. Yeah. So that comes out December, and hopefully, maybe we'll get another trailer or two. But I'm just spoil the whole damn story while you're at it. <laughs> True. Uh, let's see. Another trailer that came out recently. Honestly, we saw the Kenobi one. That's uh, releasing this month. Finally, I'm trying my best I'm... not to see it because I want to go. I want to go spoiler free. All I heard about was one, one line that was said in the trailer that has since spawned memes. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll talk about the line real quick. Basically, Obi Wan tells uh, Lars uh, Owen Lars that he needs to train Luke, and mm-hmm. Owen's like, "Like you trained his dad," kind of being like, "You failed with his dad. You're gonna train him too." And the memes have been like, "So maybe that's why Obi Wan didn't uh, step in to help him out when they got burned to death." <laughs> he remembered that burned. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh no. Anyways, yeah. But try to keep it fresh. I'm very excited for it because I really like Obi Wan Kenobi as a character. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor did an excellent job portraying him, and James Arnold Taylor continued the excellent portrayal of him in the Clone Wars series. In fact, as mm-hmm. much as I like Ewan McGregor, I feel like Clone Wars Obi Wan was just even better. But then again, he had more time to shine, because the Clone Wars was much longer than a couple movies. But overall, Obi-Wan, solid character, flawed character, but you love to see the development. So I look forward very much to this. Even though it got delayed, it had the perfect opportunity to be May the 4th be with you. But alas, it can't all work out. So, May, what is it? May 27th when it's supposed to come out? Yeah, around 27th. So yeah, when they do release the show, originally it was just going to be the first episode, but since it got delayed, they're like, you know what, we're going to give you the first and the second episode. That's great. More. I'm going to binge it all. I'm exactly. going to for forlay my responsibilities. No family, no work, <laughs> no nothing. It's all Obi-Wan. So you're not going to wait till like when it, the whole show ends? You're going to actually keep up with this one? Damn, that's a hard question. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to do it one at a time, or I'd like to binge it. But because spoilers are so prevalent, especially for such a popular piece of media, I think this time around, I'm just going to follow it. I mean, you got Hayden Christensen back, too. Hell yeah. I'll wait for that. And while I look forward to seeing him play Vader, because I don't know if he'll show up prominently as Vader, I want to see more Anakin in flashbacks and some stuff, you know? Like, give him more flesh out. Because people complain that he was really whiny and angsty, but they forget that he grew up a slave. He had to be separated from his mother as a kid. And he got to see her die in his arms. And he kept getting rejected. If you've watched the Clone Wars series, the Jedi Council, even though they kept telling him he's the chosen one, they kept pushing him down, basically. Saying, you ain't shit. And they wouldn't give him the proper training. 
Uh, and then the insult of being uh, added to the council without being a master. Did he overreact? Yes. But when they haven't been giving him the right kind of counsel, they've been ignoring his emotions. And on top of that, he's a horny teenager. I feel like the portrayal that he did as whiny and angsty would completely fit Anakin's mindset in that time. Like, what were you expecting? A stoic knight? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. No, it's true. I mean, that is the reason he did go to the dark side at the end of the day, because all the... Nobody was there for him, really, as much as they, they should have been. And the one person who has been there since he was a child, Palpatine, right. since he was a child, Palpatine. he's you like, hey, I know about your wife. I'm going to help you save her. And then he goes to at, talk about it with the, the other masters. He doesn't talk about it directly, but he hints that he's, they're like, ignore those thoughts. To the dark side, daily. They don't right. bother addressing it. Of course he's going to go to Palpatine. Mm. So yeah. yeah, those people that hated him at the time, I mean, I get it, because you have this portrayal of Anakin from the OG series being like, damn, Vader, a powerful Jedi fell. What could that have been like? And then you're like, oh, he was a whiny teenager? That's kind of weird. But mm -hmm. it makes sense. For his character, it makes sense. Yeah. I saw somewhere, too, that he, uh, well, it was announced that he was watching, like, the whole clone saga, the series, the show, to start preparing for the, to, like, re- As to get back research. God, you don't have to yeah. fake it. Just so you are, like, in the show, you know? <laughs> Right. I know, it's kind of funny, I saw that somewhere on Reddit I'm like, oh, okay, sure, why not But, hey, if he's a fan, that's good Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We'll see how that comes out when it, it comes out May 27th, so I'm very excited Very soon Is are just one day at a time But we're getting there I heard that Kenobi was getting the lowest rating Of any Star Wars series so far, though A lot of them have been PG-13, and this one's just gonna be PG Which I get uh -huh. For the family-friendly Disney But that's kind of disappointing uh -huh. Because at the very mm -hmm. least, if he does use a lightsaber, don't expect much with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I guess we're going to have to see. And maybe they'll learn from this one series and be like, no, we need to we need to go 13. It just sucks that, like, it has to be the Kenobi series that they have to learn that lesson with. Ugh, I just so hope those... Shows, yeah, yeah Mando and all those have been fine with the other rating. But nope, this one, they got to baby it down some more. I just hope the story really carries it because, I mean, mm -hmm. am I bloodthirsty? No, like, I don't crave seeing people get their arms chopped off, but I also don't want to see Wiffle Bat lightsabers. That's what people come for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fallen Order was a great game. Still annoyed me that I couldn't cut through the Stormtroopers. Yeah. I know, right? Well, that's an issue people had, too. All the same, I look forward to it. May 27th mm -hmm. can't come fast enough. Yeah, those are the trailers that I wanted to talk about. What you got? Well, I don't know if you heard, but Square Enix has sold its Western Game <laughs> Studio. Yeah. They sold Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal to a European mm -hmm. game publisher called The Embracer Group. The deal includes a catalog of over 50 games, such as Tomb Raider series, DuisX, mm -hmm. and more. The total deal is for $300 million, which in my opinion seems kind of low. Then again, oh, yeah. I don't really know the true value of these games. It just seems like over time, the collective total of all these games probably was more than $300 million. But whatever. That's their issue. Uh, so they sold it for $300 million, and Square Enix has said that it will use the new funds to invest in businesses for NFT and blockchain markets. Didn't uh, we yeah, just talk about that. that? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, bad, probably bad time to do that, Square. <laughs> but you yeah, know what? If you're going to be so callous and uh, 
not appreciate the IPs that you have, then yeah, sell them off to other develop uh, publishers. Yeah, exactly. That will care Actually, for them, right? The I Jap- do like that. Yeah, it's weird though because it's it's uh, Square Enix is a Japanese publisher and they sold all their Western studios. I think they've mentioned that they feel like they keep underselling, underperforming, and based off the amount of uh, the games they're selling for, it's like what astronomical goals are you guys setting that these are failing to you? It doesn't make sense. I know. I saw a couple games, and yeah, you said Tomb Raider. I even the new Guardians of the Galaxy, and there was there, and I'm like, wait, really? That was pretty I don't, good. It's I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the ones sold, but they did say that it did, it failed to meet expectations. Like, but it would, it did so well. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's mainly because of the first launch they had with the Marvels. If they would have done something better with that, that game would have been way well, more popular. Their greed shot them in the foot because that game would have sold hotcakes. It still sold well, but it would yeah. it would have been continuously selling well if they hadn't been so greedy with the monetization. But I digress. Anyways, the uh, the Japanese publisher has kept some of the IPs, saying it will continue to publish franchises such as Just Cause, Outriders, and Life is Strange. I haven't heard much of good stuff from Outriders. I do like Life is Strange. And Just Cause, while I enjoyed it, I feel like that's a franchise that's kind of losing steam. Yeah. So kind of yeah. weird that they're like, these three particular, we're going to keep. Mm-hmm. Everything else gets sold off. Like, really? All right. Yeah, those are... Some yeah, those are some interesting titles, but they have so much more. So yeah. I don't know. The Embracer Group has been building its own roster of mostly European uh, game studios. I actually quite like this Embracer Group because it was previously known as THQ Nordic. So little known, uh, you might not know this. It's actually probably widely known, but you might not know this. Originally, THQ, you remember that old publisher back in the day? Early 2000s at this point. Point is, THQ was a games publisher. They went under. And a lot of their IPs were kind of just floating dead in the water. Nothing was being made because they were not being published anymore. And THQ Nordic, which formed up, started buying those IPs and basically gave those uh, titles and franchises new life. So one of those franchises is a personal favorite of mine, which I've talked about before, Darksiders. So before THQ Nordic, there was going to be no more Darksiders. I think Darksiders 2 came out. I really enjoyed it. And then they're like, company's over. That's it. And that sucked. And then THQ Nordic bought them all out. And in their first uh, like uh, event, that they, they discussed stuff that they're going to do with the IPs. First thing, One of the first things they said, oh, Darksiders 3, coming. I was yeah. giddy. So yeah, I really like THQ Nordic. I mean, it's a game publisher, but... Uh, these new IP, these IPs, Tomb Raider and such being sold to this group, I feel like they're in good hands. Um, granted, the polish isn't always there, but that's not because that's because they're not triple A companies. They don't always have that kind of funding. But the desire to make the games will be there. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, the Embracer Group has also been acquiring some other studios. As of this last year, they've acquired Gearbox Software, which has made. Uh, made the Borderlands franchise, which we all love, right? Yeah. So, like I said, they're in good hand. I mean, clearly, some issues have been happening with uh, Borderlands, but that's more the developer side than the publisher. But they wasted no time after acquiring... I I don't know if the deal's gone through yet, but as soon as they made the announcement that they were acquiring the studios, uh, the Square Enix studios, Idis Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and Crystal Dynamics, they wasted no time. They're immediately like, hey, we're getting these uh, new development game studios and a new Tomb Raider game is on its way. 
Oh, that's cool. At least yeah, like, right off the bat, hey, we're already starting on a new Tomb Raider, <laughs> whereas Square Enix has just been sitting on it. Yeah, it seems like at least some of these games are going to be going to be going to the right hands. Uh-huh. Square Enix has been pulling a lot of bad moves these past couple of years, and <laughs> while this is a dumb move on their part, well, I don't know. That's subjective. They probably know more about that than me, but it looks like a dumb move. It's also a good move for the franchises because they're going to a developer that will probably do stuff. They also announced some other. They teased some other games in that franchise as well. So good for those studios, I guess. Yeah. Oh, this is good news. Definitely good news. For sure. I saw that too, and I was like, ah, oh, that's. At first, I was like, Square Enix, what are you doing? But now they're hearing that uh, like they're off to like a pretty well, more. Not well known, but like a company that cares, I guess. Yeah. Now, or wants to make games. Wants to make Seems games. That's like, the big yeah. one, right? Why? Yeah. Why have these IPs if you're just gonna sit on them? Exactly. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, it's just kind of funny though. Like, oh, we're selling these for three hundred million, so we can invest in NFTs. NFT market dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have learned uh, from Ubisoft. Yeah. Well, like, you know, these companies. Uh, these companies only see mm-hmm. dollar signs. They don't bother thinking about the other yeah. stuff. And like we said, at least that, that's almost dying out, so good. that's good. But since we're talking about game deals and all that stuff, uh, I don't know if you said you heard that well, Sony had a deal with Bungie where they were going to buy Bungie uh, for, uh, I want to say, $3 billion, which is a lot. It's a lot of money, right? So that has been in development, but recently they're... Uh, the FTC is getting involved, so it is being blocked at the moment. Don't know over reviewed, maybe getting delayed. But uh, I still think it's going to go through because uh, Sony did say when they were buying Bungie, uh, they're not trying to keep them exclusively. They're trying to just have that company and kind of work with them so they can, I guess, make some live service games because they have an idea where they want to make ten. They have announced ten live service games. Oh, goody! I think maybe. Yeah, I know, right? So they're trying to get into the live service game, and they see that, I guess, Destiny is one of the few that are doing it right. But it took them so long to get there. It was so bad before. Ten years, almost. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so that's been in development, and they did, they're, they're pretty much, arguing. if it does go through, they will be owning Bungie. They want to keep them independent. They wanted them to keep doing what they're doing. They're going to take, you know, like I said, collab with them and learn how to work and make their own games. But to see a $3 billion for Bungie, it was pretty, it's a big number. I didn't think they would be that big of a number for, you know, what they are. I guess because of the prestige of them having made the Halo series as well as Destiny, which has been, it made a lot of money. Whether the quality yeah. of the games were there or not, that's debatable, but it did make a lot of money. Yeah, whenever the big number deals like this happen, you th- you think, yeah, oh, it's a smooth deal, but no, FTC's getting involved. And we'll, we, don't, we don't know how long this is going to take or delay it, because it was supposed to be, like, no, I think, done by the end of the year, again, like almost like Microsoft. Yeah, uh, every- did the FTC stand in for that one, too? Uh, I think it was either FTC or Congress. Some, pe- some people from government got involved. Right. So everything right now is just... Up in the air, but hopefully, I think uh, I, we'll see some more results soon. And Bungie is gonna be Bungie, it's just with PlayStation backing them up. So some big things can come out from that, and some cool games, and maybe some expansions connecting other games could be in development too. See? Nothing against it's a big Destiny because I'm like Destiny's mm-hmm. fine and all, 
but I'd like to see something new from Bungie because, like, yeah. I loved Halo, um, and I did enjoy Destiny, but after a while, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of good. What else do you have? No, like, how about Destiny again, but for the next 10 years? It's like, <laughs> is there anything else for me? There is actually something they're working on. I, I wish I had a little more detailed on it, but they, they are working on a different project now. And I think it's supposed to be like a hack and slash kind of game, maybe. Interesting. That's not really their forte. Exactly. Uh, I'm not sure. It's gonna be, if, I think it, I'm pretty sure it will be a live service, maybe. Of course. I expect anything yeah. from Bungie to be live service now. And that's not a exactly. positive statement, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. If I don't like but it, there's hear... plenty of other game studios to go to. Mm-hmm. But I did hear that we're working on something new. So we'll see where if maybe that's, good. that's why PlayStation wanted to get in on it before anyone else. But maybe this uh, new game will be popping. Okay, that's cool. But we gotta see. We gotta wait for this deal to move on first. And as of the moment, it's on hold. So, well, if there's any new developments, we'll talk about it. Well, Elden Ring seems to be a great success and popular amongst a wide audience. Wouldn't you say? I know you haven't played it yet, right? But I've I've played the Souls games for quite some time, and even people that I know don't typically play these games because they're they're known for being hard games, and it's kind of daunting to get into the series knowing that you're expected to die a lot, and not a lot of people have that kind of patience or perseverance to pe- push through constant failure. These games are about learning to get get good, I guess. It's learning to adapt and overcome the situations you're put in. Not everyone has that in them, and. There's a whole discussion going around whether there should be an easy mode. I'm not going to get into that. I have my opinions. But Elden Ring has been very successful amongst a wider audience because it's more accessible because of its variety of options. Besides just different playstyles, there's also the, the Ash summons, the mobility of moving around, the instant teleporting amongst the graces. It's, more easy, it's easier for people that are not used to this series to get into it. And while it is challenging... A lot of people, like I have friends that have never played a Souls game and they're, they've beaten it or they're about to beat it. So it just proves to them that, hey, I can do this, which is a good thing. You want to reach a wider audience, you want more success so that you can even make better games, right? That being said, it's important to know or to remember the games that came before and to not abandon them. Recently, well, not recently, actually, as of a couple months, the Dark Souls, just the Souls games in general, on PC, have been offline. The servers were shut down temporarily, quotation, temporarily, since January 23rd. And they were told, the, the player base was told, we will not be bringing back the, the servers online until after the Elden Ring launches. It's launched, and there has been zero communication on it. Just crickets. Um, now the reasoning for the servers going down is because there was an exploit in the game's code that allowed abusers to be able to flood the players' computers with shell code. It's basically an attack on other people's computers, regardless of if you were playing multiplayer. Merely being online was enough to get access to other people's computers. And like in seconds, you'd be flooded. That's a pretty dangerous exploit. So they shut them down to fix it. I understand that, but there's been zero communication since about whether they've been successful, whether there's any delays, nothing. So as of right now, those games, which are have huge online communities, like you people that go back and play the old Souls games, 
yeah, going through the bosses is fun, but a lot of people talk about the community and the PvP. That's a big thing for those games. And that's completely offline. Like, a, a big drawing point for all these games are not there. And they're still being sold, other than sales, obviously. They're still being sold at full price, and in the descriptions, talking about the multiplayer aspects, when they haven't been that way for months now. So the players are getting upset, uh, and they're talk they keep flooding Bandai Namco and being like, yo, so what's going on? Even... Even other uh, news outlets have also been asking questions and zip nothing. That is very weird. Yeah, I heard about that way back, but I didn't know they haven't even gone back to like fix that yet. Because I heard, yeah, there was like some uh, news outlet saying like, oh, hey, uh, people who are on PC playing Dark Souls are getting hacked by other players. So they shut it down, but I can't believe they have not brought that back up. Like, I mean, at least you... say something. Yeah, at least, yeah, something, but... So that has been with all the other Souls games? I'm guessing not Elden Ring, right? No, Elden Ring, they... uh, Funny, in the Elden Ring closed beta, that exploit was also there. And fans pointed out, being like, hey, this is going to happen again. They made sure to have it fixed before the game came out. So Elden Ring, as it is, does not have that exploit. Which is good! Now go back and fix the other ones. And if you can't fix them, or are having issues, say something. Or stop selling the games at full price. Take... Adjust the description. Right now, it, it the game is being sold in false pretenses. People who are going in there, oh, yeah. people who don't know these issues, are going to go in there mm-hmm. thinking about Dark Souls, thinking about the community, sure. being like, I want to join this. Yeah. And they start the game, nothing. I was about to say that, yeah. Because if I'm somebody, because sometimes, yeah, if somebody's trying to invite me and get me into, like, the Souls, because I'm not a big Souls fan, but, like, if somebody invites me, I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, well, I'll check it out. And then to know that you go into the, you download the game, you're about to start playing, you're like, all right, let's meet up, and that you can't even do that with your friend. Yeah. You just happen to be on a PC port right now. That's upsetting, so, I, uh, yeah. It's very upsetting. Some, I went through a co-op run with one of my friends on the console port, which was, we have had no issues. And that was his way way of playing Dark Souls for the first time. We just played co-op and we had a good time. Now imagine trying to do that again without knowing this stuff on PC. That would be upsetting. Spending all the money just to spending the money and setting up the time to try to do co-op just to be told no, yeah. no co-op at all, and no funny messages like amazing chest mm-hmm. ahead or jump off here for victory and then you just die. Yeah. So that like oh, the experience of Dark Souls is being hindered by the lack of online connectivity. And uh, Bandai Namco really owes it to its player base to just say something. If you can't fix it, if it's harder to fix than expected, that sucks. But that's understandable with an exploit of this size. Say something. You're only going to get people more pissed off with your silence. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe they, if, since they haven't announced anything, it's kind of hard to like really know what's going to happen. And yeah. this is just them kind of delaying it so people can start playing Elden Ring? I Which doubt it, but... Which shady. It's like, you don't need yeah. that. The game's doing good on its oh, own. You don't need to hinder exactly. your old games just to so, raise your new yeah. one. Because that's where I'm like, if they were able to fix that, they should have been able to fix the other ones by now. Cause like You'd said, think been, so. Like, You'd think so. At least three... You said January, so yeah. It's January. Yeah. And it seems to gonna be continuing because they haven't said anything. My nephew was going to start playing Dark Souls on PC, <laughs> which I find laughable because you can't even go through yeah. Bioshock without getting scared. But I'm just going to tell him, yeah, don't even bother because you're not even going to get the oh. full experience. That's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully they get on back. It's, it needs to get fixed. It's hard, especially for a game like that. Yeah. And the final thing I'm going to talk about this week, Wii Sports. Uh, Switch Sports. Wait, Switch Sports. Sorry, I'm reminded of Wii Sports because of what I'm going to talk about. Switch Uh Sports 
has released recently. And it's like a time machine back in the past, back to the days right. of the Wii. Because mm -hmm. the same old thing is happening. People are breaking their damn TVs. As it turns oh, no. out, <laughs> as it turns out, the message oh. that pops up saying, please attach your the wrist straps to your Joy-Cons. People are like, you can't stop me. I can't read. And they're not doing it. And then they fling it, bash their TVs, which you might know this. TVs are kind of more delicate nowadays. They're a lot easier yeah. to break. So TVs are getting smashed all over the place. And they're throwing tangents <laughs> being like, why would they do this? Why would they make games that have you swing up like that? It's like, newsflash, <laughs> this isn't new. This has been a warning since Wii Sports. How are you still having this issue? And Nintendo's gonna yeah. is has issued a statement saying, please attach a wrist strap to the Joy-Con before playing Switch Sports. We can't believe we have to say this again. <laughs> and you think they learned from the last game, too. No. <laughs> it's, it, that's completely a user error, honestly. Like, guys, oh, come funny. on. If you're gonna, if... <sighs> For those who don't know, that I kind of get it. I guess, like, Grandma bought a Switch, and she wants yeah. to play Switch Sports. I get it. But everyone else who does know about Wii Sports and knows what happens to TVs, you should know. You should know <laughs> going into this to be cautious with these things. I'm going to get Switch Sports. I don't have the money right now, but I'm going to get it. And I have it's plenty fun. of straps. It comes with two straps. Oh, yeah, I lost them. You can buy them. They're not expensive. <laughs> uh, and the numbers are looking good everywhere. Right now, it's the number one in Europe, as usual. It's doing well. It's in the eShop, and it's number one. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty popular. And I think once the Thanksgiving or Black Friday deals, I think this is going to be the game they add instead of Mario Kart now. So I expect the numbers be big. I expect it to sell out really well because the, mm. uh, the Wii Sports sold very well because it was very accessible to even older generations. You don't really need to know a whole lot to throw, do a wrist movement to throw a bowling ball. Exactly. <clears throat> so it'll be roughly the same thing. Now, the game uh, is missing a couple uh, games. Right. The game is missing a couple games. But they, they've been said that they're going to add them in future releases or future cool. updates, such as golf and I think basketball were the first ones they talked about with yeah. an emphasis that they might be adding other games later. So that's good. Uh, you, you mentioned that it's doing really well and Wii Sports was also the number one title for the Wii when it came out, right? Yeah. Mostly because it was a, a, it was a, in the game. a launch title. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know, we talked about Reggie uh, recently, that mm -hmm. that wasn't going to be a thing if it wasn't for Reggie. So even though Reggie has done oh. some stuff, He's also he's done, done some, some good stuff. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Miyamoto specifically was not a fan. He did not want to add uh, Wii Sports as a launch title included mm -hmm. in the Wii. And Reggie fought for it. And clearly history has shown that he was right. Now, on one hand, Miyamoto can be like, look at all these games that sold. Look at all the money we lost out on. Sure, but you can also be like, people weren't going to buy this if they had to pay extra money. Yeah. I know I wouldn't have. I, I mean, I like mm -hmm. Wii Sports. I like playing it, but I would not have bought it if it was like a separate title. Yeah, and it's included with the game. It makes sense because it's like it's the way to test out the new mechanics that they had for that game. Yep. And I was brought back, and people loved it. So now you are gonna buy it, not included with the game, because you know you have had those experiences with the family, and it was fun. So now, and it's yeah. it, it is a game for everyone too. So yeah, maybe everyone I can has have my uh, maybe I can have my parents play it, and they won't tell me how <laughs> video games are a plague on society. Um, school them, man. School them in gaming, like, dude. I've been trying for decades. <laughs> it hasn't worked. But anyways, uh, hopefully with the success of Switch Sports, Switch Sports Resort, which was a separate title from Wii Sports, there was Wii Sports and Wii Sports, Wii Sports Club, and I think Wii Sports Resort. 
Uh, separate title with different games, and a lot of people prefer Wii Sports Resort. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying the name right, but I'm pretty sure I am. Wii Sports oh, Resort, yeah, a lot of people prefer that one, the, the, the OG one. The original. So I hope a lot of games that weren't included in Switch Sports inspires them to be like, hey, this is doing well. Let's make a re-release or a new release of Switch Sports Resort. So yeah, it'll just be a DLC. Keep bringing more games because they're yeah they're gonna be yeah, doing DLC would not be a bad games. idea. Mm-hmm. And another thing about the Switch, I can only I can't, I can't I keep saying Wii Sports every time. It's, it's, <laughs> I have to like stop myself. You just think of Smash TV and you're like, oh, ah, yeah. Wii. <laughs> the thing about the Switch Switch Sports. I'm seeing it right now <laughs> is that uh the software that it was developed with it's called the nvidia or nvidia makes it look really nice and like uh it kicks up the, the resolution to make it look almost like 4k and to be said that this whatever however this game was developed this is already on the switch the nvidia is going to be helping other games look better and this is kind of one of the first games that are really kind of or using the new, uh, mm, I, I think see. it's like a new system. Because Nvidia something. is mostly just like a, a graphics card, so the chip is in the Switch. But the Switch, yeah. based off what you're saying, that the Switch Sports is really using it to its capabilities. Mm-hmm. So here's here's hoping that Nintendo has figured out how to use the best of it, and future titles will look just as good. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully perform as good. Huh? Because visuals are great and all that, but stuttering matters quite yeah. a bit. It's always a frame rate, so with Switch, it's always. always going to be. I mean, it's older. It's older hardware. I know what I bought. Okay. But, we're uh, five years in now with this game. Or the, I mean, the five years Switch. in with the Switch, and we still don't have party chat. We still don't have <laughs> themes. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got folders. We got folders. Yay. <laughs> yeah, took long enough. Oh, but hey, we, a... we <laughs> Switch, Switch, not we Switch sports. Yeah. Has come out, and I look forward to getting it when you know when I have the money. Yeah. Next time we'll have a drinking game. Every time we say Wii Sports instead of Switch Sports, you take a shot. I don't want to get drunk that fast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else you have, man? That was it for me. No, that's good. Oh, that was uh, pretty good. At least that was pretty good news to end on. Right? Correct. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us this week again. And this was part two. Check out part one in case you haven't. And we will have our uh, our dumpling regular episode coming out soon, so keep an eye on that too. We'll have announcements, of course. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and listen to us in any pod- any app that has podcasts included in it. Thank you again for coming by, stopping by, listening, having fun. For now, yeah, have a good day, have a good night, have a good night, Chris. You as well. See you. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Bye, guys.